Hi everyone from my side of warm welcome to our service today to our whole Pradeo family everyone watching on Seals course and if you are watching today for the first time we want to say welcome we're so glad you decided to join us as we continue our series it's your move it's our second week of the series and this series is all about making the right moves in chess you have to make moves in order to get to a point where you can put your opponent in um, in chess may where you can win the game if you don't do it you will be stuck at wherever that game is at the same is true for life and i've heard so many people complain about lockdown where they're like you know some of the good habits we started we kind of fell back on it our triggers aren't there anymore we haven't been doing what we're supposed to be doing and then we start to get stuck and at Pradeo, we have a passion to help you connect to life-changing relationships that's our vision by the way connecting people to life-changing relationships up in and out and we want you to grow as healthy followers of Jesus if you're not a, a follower of Jesus follow this series because you will hear more about what it means to have a relationship with God but what we want to do is we want to help you to grow in three relationships because we believe that relationships are the best vehicle the best vessel for life change to occur in so we believe in order to truly change to become who god wanted us to be we first need an upward relationship that's a personal relationship with jesus an inward relationship that's authentic community and outward relationships where we can change the world so what we're doing in this series is we are talking about what it means to have an upward inward and an outward relationship and every relationship in order to make it for us easy we said there's two movements two habits that you need to include in your life in order to grow to the place where your your relationships are at a real healthy spot so for last week and this week we're talking about our upward relationships our personal relationship with jesus not just religion that's what we heard last week not just doing things because we think we have to in order to appease god jesus took all the boundaries away we've got free access to have a relationship with god so how do we grow that relationships the relationship two ways one we have to connect with the church and worship god together that's where we grow we can't just do it on our own but secondly you also have to take some personal responsibility so there's a corporate aspect there's a personal aspect now, a couple of years ago in 2015 we spent about six weeks in new york city for church planter training it was an awesome time um, but what was so weird to me is everywhere people would go when i see people on the trains when i see people walking on the streets most people had earphones in Okay, now it was only a couple of years ago but back then we didn't have all the fancy bluetooth earphones so they still had the cables do you remember those and people everywhere would be walking around with earphones and i'm like why are they doing this and then one day on a train we had about an hour of train rides every day i saw a lady with earphones in her ears on her cell phone and the cable goes into her handbag and like the little point that's supposed to the jack that's a point supposed to go into an audio device or your cell phone that was hanging out so i'm like her earphones aren't even connected to something she just had it in why because there's so much noise so much distraction in a city like new york city where you are on a train with people there's no privacy in your own car you work in in big corporate buildings there's people on the streets there's so much distraction that people really struggle to find quiet moments and i don't know about you i don't live in new york city we live in cape town i live in cape town 
but I have also struggled to sometimes find quiet moments. There's so much noise in the world. We wake up early in the morning hours, we can't sleep because our brains are processing a whole bunch of stuff. Um, we're working with people every day, some difficult people, right? There's all kinds of stuff going on every day and it creates so much noise that often we struggle to find quietness and that means that often people struggle to truly connect with God in a meaningful way. Now today we are busy with a second topic of the series, It's Your Move, and our topic is this, make the move to spend personal time with God. Last week we made the move to worship together, to grow in our relationship with Jesus. This week we are making the move, we're adding the habit to our life to spend personal time with God. Let me tell you why. When we think about our relationship with God, often we overcomplicate it. People are like, I don't, I don't feel close to God. Like, what should I do? They've got all these questions. I think all these things should happen. But we were made in the image of God. So the basic needs that we have in our life to connect with people, to spend quality time with people, to, to find a low time when you're not distracted on your phone and on the TV and everything while you are talking to someone, that same need exists in us because we were creating the image of God to connect with God. So we're not going to get super difficult today. We're going to talk about simply connecting with God personally with quality time. And what we're going to do is, I want to read to you today from Mark 1. I want to read from Jesus' own example of how he connected to his Father in heaven while he was on earth. So if you've got your Bibles with you, you can open to Mark 1 verse 32 to 39. And I'm reading a little bit of a bigger part because I want you to hear what happens. This is like a sandwich. You will see it now, okay? First part, the first um, loaf of the sandwich. That evening, after sunset, the people brought to Jesus all the sick and demon-possessed. The whole town gathered at the door. Imagine the whole town at your door. No privacy, no quiet time, nothing. And Jesus healed many who had various diseases. He also drove out many demons. But he would not let the demons speak because they knew who he was. Now the middle part, the patty of the sandwich, the, the meat, the good part. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Simon and his companions went to look for him, and when they found him, they exclaimed, Everyone is looking for you. Now the bottom piece of bread. Jesus replied, Let us go somewhere else, to the nearby villages, so I can preach there also. That is why I have come. So he traveled throughout Galilee, preaching in the synagogues and driving out demons. That's where we're going to read today. When I read this, I see that Jesus had a pattern. And throughout the New Testament, you will see this pattern repeating over and over again. If you read Luke 6 verse 12 to 14, Jesus prays the night before he calls his disciple. So before Jesus has to make a big decision, he prays. Matthew 14 verse 1 to 13. Jesus hears that his cousin, John the Baptist, was just beheaded by King Herod. And in his morning, what does he do? He goes to a quiet place, a place of solitude, and he prays. He spends time with God. Luke 22, verse 39 to 44. Jesus is about to be crucified. He knows it's coming. The, the, the craziest thing that can happen to a person 
how does he prepare in a time of distress he goes to a quiet place a place of solitude he spends time with his father in prayer Luke 5 verse 16 if you're saying this is three examples plus what we read four examples that doesn't mean Jesus often did it Luke 5 verse 16 we read exactly these words quoted Jesus often withdrew to lonely places to pray so it wasn't something that he did every now and again in a, in a blue moon, you know, before a super major decision or something like a crucifixion. It's something he continuously did. Always in the sandwich pattern. He was busy working in the wilderness before he started his ministry. 40 days he's on his own before he starts his work. And then we get the sandwich pattern the whole time. Jesus does something, he spends quiet time, he, he continues his work, he spends quiet time, he works again. And this is why I believe Jesus did it. Jesus knew that we are like a glass filled with the Spirit of God, filled with capacity emotional capacity mental capacity and um, physical capacity and we talked a little bit about this in our series about rest but what jesus knew is even if you are full when you start serving people um, when you are emotionally connected to something when you have to do mental things like make big decisions this is what happened you start pouring out your capacity and the more you pour out, even if you were full on 100%, the more and more you pour out, even if this, this could take a day, this could take weeks, this could take years, but slowly but surely, you will start to run on empty. And Jesus knew that when we continue to pour ourselves out and we do not fill up, we will run on empty. So this is the first point I want to make today. If you do not fill up regularly, you will run on empty. If you do not fill up regularly, you will run on empty. Jesus, every time when he went to a place of solitude, he spent time with his father, he was filling up his tanks. He was preparing to go to Galilee to preach and drive out demons and do all the work he just did in other towns. He wouldn't have been able to recover after all this previous ministry, calling some disciples if you go in and read the previous chapters, healing Simon Peter's mom, driving out demons, then doing all this work with the town. He wouldn't have been able to continue that if he didn't fill back up. Jesus filled up in solitude. And I think this is also important because when we say, Luke, how do I fill up with God? My first step will be, let's find a place of solitude. We read that word over and over that Jesus seeked solitude and solitude. This is what, what the dictionary tells us what the word solitude means. It's a state or a situation of being alone. There's also a good one, a lonely or uninhabited place. Jesus got up early in the morning while it was still dark when everyone was still asleep. Before the kids run around, before you have to prepare breakfast, before your mind starts racing about everything you have to get done today, before you pick up your phone and check social media and, and you just bombard yourself with so much noise. Before all of that happened, Jesus seeked out solitude places, the gardens before his crucifixion, the mountains often. Sometimes he got in a boat so that he could get onto the ocean, a place where he couldn't be disturbed. Why did he do that? Why did he go to an uninhabited place, a lonely place? And it's simple. It's like a date night. Okay, if you're married and you haven't done this, I almost want to assure you your marriage might not be in the best place. But 
If we build in consistent date nights into our marriages, what does it mean? It means that my wife and I get to spend quality personal time on our own, really investing in each other, hearing each other's hearts, just connecting to each other and filling up our tanks again. When you never do that, and there's a lot of noise around you, you're just constantly thinking about work and running your house and kids and everything, two life partners do not get the time to connect with each other. We need personal quality, uninterrupted time, no rugby on the TV, in order for a relationship to grow. Not like every minute of the day, but we need those blocks set aside. And I want to tell you, you can go without it in a marriage, in a relationship, with your child, with a boyfriend, a girlfriend, whatever it might be. But I almost want to assure you, give it enough time and the relationship will be unhealthy. Just as we need personal quality, uninterrupted time with the people we love in order to connect, we also need that with God. That's what Jesus did. A.W. Tozer, 1984, wrote a book, the, in uh, the pursuit of God, 19, uh, sorry, not 1984, 1948. Okay, that was back in the day when our grandparents were still alive. That's the days when we believe everyone was Christian, everyone was following God, everything was, was fun, right? Here, here what he writes quickly. He says, how tragic that we in this dark day, dark days, I thought those were good days. I thought today are dark days. Every generation believes that their days are the darkest, right? How tragic that we in this dark day have had our seeking done for us by our teachers. Everything is made to center upon the initial act of accepting Jesus Christ. And we are not expected thereafter to crave any further revelation of God to our spirit. The stiff and wooden quality, the stiff and wooden quality about our religious lives is a result of of our lack of holy desire. God waits to be wanted. Tozer said, it is, you need to make a personal decision for Jesus. We need to, to get together with the church. But when that is all there is, you might be sitting in the spot where you're like, yeah, I've been following Jesus my whole life, but my relationship with him is stiff, it's wooden, it doesn't feel like there's life to it. I believe, by the way, that's why a lot of young people are turning away from Christianity because when they look at their parents, when they look at their grandparents, they see dead religion. It doesn't seem like Christianity is worth anything because it's wooden and it's stiff. And he says the reason for that is that we do not crave this connection with God, a holy desire. God is waiting to be found and he's waiting for us to reach out, to go to a place where we can spend the time with him. If you're like, Louis, I'm not Jesus, so you know, should I really do this? Should I do what Jesus did? He had to spend time with God. Should I do it? The answer is yes. How do I know it? Because Jesus literally told us to do it. In Mark 6 verse 30 to 32, Jesus just sent his disciples out. They were doing ministry. So they were pouring themselves out like the empty glass. They come back and guess what Jesus tells them to do? This is what he encourages them to seek solitude after ministry. He's like, let's go away from everyone. Let's recharge from our work. Let's reconnect with God. Let's break away from social media and people and everything and just connect with God. Now, I want to ask you this. If it was so important to Jesus to connect with his father on a regular basis, personally, intimately, quality time, and he told us to follow suit, to do the same thing, how on earth 
Can we believe that without good quality personal time with God, we're going to have amazing spiritual life? How on earth can we want God to do amazing things through our life? How do we want God to answer our prayers? How do we want to feel connected with Him if we do not spend the time with Him? So this is my second thing I want you to remember. High quality, uninterrupted personal time with God is vital to our spiritual health. It is vital to our relationship with Jesus. Our relationship with Jesus cannot flourish. It cannot be in a healthy spot if we do not spend personal, quality, uninterrupted time with God. Every time after Jesus has done this, he goes on to do what he's been called for. It's like, let's go to the other villages, he's told his disciples, after he spent that time. Guys, after, after he spent the time with God, he called his disciples. That might seem like, oh, you know, he just called 12 friends. Can you imagine how big a task, a bigger decision it must have been to, for Jesus to say, I'm going to start something that will change the world, that will change people's relationship with God forever. And I need 12 people who will continue to drive this forward once I'm gone. That is like a major decision. He wouldn't have been able to do it if he didn't spend time with God mourning he's like i'm not going to mourn the death of my cousin john and i'm not just going to ignore it by saying um, he's already in heaven i am going to mourn him with god i'm going to spend time with god i'm going to work this through facing crucifixion there's no way any human being and jesus was both human and god at the same time when he was on earth right but we will not willingly walk into something like that unless you are so convinced that that is the purpose of your life Every time Jesus goes into solitude, spend time with God, he comes back and he's able to do it. Now, I want to show you something. Oh, water. Okay, this is what Jesus knew. This is our glasses that run on empty. But when we start filling up with God, okay, this is what happens. So Jesus continues to spend time with God, continues to spend time with God. And then this is what starts to happen. Our ministry, our life starts to happen from the overflow of God. So we don't have to run on empty. We don't have to be stressed out and anxious the whole time because ministry starts to happen from the overflow of God in our life. So we don't have to go full to empty the whole time. We can continue to serve. We can continue to minister. We can continue to live on purpose because we are serving from a place of overflow. So how can we get to a place of overflow? We, how can we get to a place where we've got such a good relationship with Jesus that, that we just serve from a place where we are on purpose, where we know our, our identity in God two ways. We said first way we connect to God corporately, we worship together. Second place how we do it, if we don't fill up regularly, we will run on empties. We need to spend personal, quality, uninterrupted time with God. That's your next move. How do we do it? Quickly. Three things that we, that we learn from the Bible. One, find a time and place. Jesus had a time. He had places. He did it before people woke up early in the morning in the quiet of the mountains or nature. So that's part of your trigger. Find a chair, find a room, find a spot in your garden, um, a place in your car. But find that place because that's a trigger. If you listen to our habit series, we need to have a trigger. Set an alarm, create a reminder on your phone so that you don't just forget. By the way, date nights will never happen if you don't schedule it in advance. Same is true for God. If it's scheduled, the urgent things 
won't steal the more important things away from you because there's a reminder, there's an appointment that you can keep. So find that distraction-free space. It creates expectation where we know if I'm in this space, I'm here to meet God, it will be good for you. Second thing, talk to God. Okay, prayer, Matthew 6. We often think that prayer is such a big deal. It's so complicated. Matthew 6, Jesus breaks it down. He teaches his disciples how to pray. It's like it's not complicated. And he talks about closing the, the door of your room. Find solitude. Okay? Public prayer is fine in church sitting, but on your own. Close the door. You do it on your own. You find quiet time. It's like don't babble. Don't use big words. So that's all about not trying to think you have to do certain things or say a prayer in a certain way. What Jesus is telling us in Matthew 6 is share your heart with God. And he gives them an example, the Our Father prayer that he gives them. So you can go and read it um, in Matthew 6. You can also go and listen on iTunes, Spotify, on our website to our prayer series that we did a couple of months ago. And we broke down a lot um, about what Jesus said in Matthew 6 about prayer in that series. So go and listen to it if you need more help on prayer. But in short, there's not a right or a wrong way. It's about talking to God as you would talk to someone else. Stop making it so complicated. Just start talking to God, sharing with Him. If you need more guidelines, there's already a series on that for you. And lastly, the third thing, let God talk to you. Okay, we... This is not a, a monologue. This is a dialogue. So in, in 1971, Albert Mirabian wrote a book, Silent Messages, where he did research on nonverbal communication. And although a lot of it is in dispute, as most research is, he said that only 7% of our communication is verbal. Okay, think about why people start fights after a WhatsApp conversation that wasn't even meant to do anything, just a simple conversation, because we can't see expression, we can't see body language. That's why they've added emojis to try and make it more natural. But we don't just speak with our voices. So it's there's so much more when it comes to our relationship with God than just praying. Um, how can we do it? How can we hear God's voice? He will speak to us in a way in which you will understand. Again, there's many different ways that we read about in, in the garden. Um, God spoke to Adam and Eve in, in, in the garden of Eden. Abraham heard God's voice. Moses saw a burning bush. Elijah, God did this whole thing where he wasn't in the wind or the earthquake, whatever. And then finally in the quiet, um, people had dreams, people had visions. You can go and listen again to our prayer series if we talk about it. But God will speak to you in a way that you will understand. But the primary way that God speaks to all of us is when we read our Bible. Okay? The Bible is a progressive revelation of the person, the plan, the character, the mind, and the love of our Creator and our Savior of God. So we cannot hope to know God if we do not read His Word, if we do not go to His revelation that is already given us. In John 14, verse 23, Jesus said, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him and will come to him and make home, our home in him. So when we spend time in God's word, there's a clear line of God drawing nearer to us, or we drawing nearer to God, because his invitation is 
already open. So spend time in His Word, not just in a devotional book, not just listening to a podcast or a message on your way to work. You have to open the Bible yourself. Pick a book, start at the beginning, go through to the end. The word Biblia, Bible, comes from Biblia, which means a library. It's a library of 66 books. Pick one in the New Testament, pick one in the Old Testament, start from the front, read it to the back, little sections at a time, read a little section every day, and ask yourself these three questions. What is the main point of what I just read? I read a chapter, or I read a pericope. What is the main point of this? Um, what does God reveal about Himself? What new things that I learn about God? And thirdly, what does God want me to do with with this with regards to my current life circumstances so how do i apply this to my life today and then you give god the opportunity to speak to you through his word but you can go and listen to our prayer series where we dug a little more into this but what i want you to know today is if you do not fill up regularly you will run on empty So make time for personal, uninterrupted, quality time with God. Find a space, talk to God, and let God talk to you. So I want to encourage you this week, go and find, um, set a reminder on your phone so that for this next seven days or 14 days, you've got a reminder that goes off every day so that you can read your Bible, that you can pray, that you can spend that time with God. Just need 20 minutes or 30 minutes. If it was more, that's cool. But it doesn't need to be an hour or two hours. Find 20 minutes or so a day to spend that time with God. And your relationship with Jesus will go to a new, deeper level. And it will change not only your own life, but from it you will be able to change the lives of so many people. Every time Jesus spent time with God, He was able to minister to the world. Every time when we fill up with God, He starts overflowing from out of our lives into the lives of the people around us. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you that there's no more separation between us and God because of your sacrifice. Thank you that you gave us the church, our community, but thank you that you gave us the ability to personally connect with you, to grow in our relationship with you, to talk with you, to hear your voice in our own life, to read your Bible, to hear your direction, get your direction from your word. I pray. That everyone listening to this today would make the time each day to have that personal, uninterrupted time with you. And may we experience the abundant blessings in our life. The spiritual health that comes from that time. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you that you joined me today for the second part of the series and for our service. We're so glad that you made the time to do this. Please don't just let this go in the one year and out the other year. You decide how you're going to walk out of lockdown. Are you going to be stuck or are you going to make a move? Already have two moves. If you want to grow in your relationship with Jesus upwards, corporately we have to worship together, make Sundays a norm, not the exception. Personally, you have to spend time with God. Please continue to be faithful with other spiritual disciplines in your life as well. We're going to be talking about four more in the next couple of weeks. For now, I want to remind you, please give to our church, give to our COVID relief fund. We're almost at the end of the month. We will have to help some more people and um, you can make that happen. You can make a difference by giving to our church. If you want to give to our COVID-19 relief fund, 
please just use the reference COVID relief fund. We know what it is for. Or if you want to give to our church, use, use whatever reference, your name or tithing. And um, if you are watching this in Seals course, you can use the reference Seals course so that we can also help that platform to continue doing the work that's happening through that. I'm going to hand over now and you will get all the details on how you can give um, in the next message. Thank you for joining me. Bye. Thank you for being a part of our online service today. If you enjoyed the service and feel you want to contribute to what Brodeo is doing, consider giving financially to our church. There's two ways you can do that. The first way is through our banking details and the second way is through Snapscan. Both of these steps is available on our website. You can just go to www.prodeo.org.za forward slash give or you can follow the link below in the comments. If you enjoy the video, please share it to everyone you know. We want more people to connect to life-changing relationships. That is it from us. Bye.